Welcome to the Sovereign Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arzu Babri. In this community, we embark on a journey towards self-discovery in order to reclaim our sovereignty and live a life rich in connection, meaning, and purpose. Welcome back, everyone. I hope that you're all doing well and feeling whole and grounded wherever in the world you may be and tuning in today. Today's episode is very dear to my heart and encompasses a recent experience that I had that will now forever serve as one of the most therapeutic chapters of my life. And for those of you who follow me on social media, you may have noticed that I recently made a trip to Iran. Now, prior to this, the last time I had visited was about 22 years ago, so it was quite a significant trip in many different aspects, including physically because of the long flights, of course, and also mentally and spiritually, given that a lot of really big changes had taken place in my life leading up to this point. And this trip really helped me to make peace with these changes and close a lot of unfinished chapters. Now, prior to going, I had a lot of reservations because I knew I would have to face so many difficult moments, but I'm so glad that I did go. And even though it was very emotionally challenging, it was extremely transformational in a very positive way. And since I've been back, I've been reflecting a lot about what I've taken away from this trip. And in speaking to some friends and patients, I realized that there are were a lot of very valuable and eye-opening reminders that some of you might really resonate with as well. And given the fact that a lot of my episodes reflect this idea of living an enriched and connected life, I thought it would be a great idea to bring in a recent and fresh perspective on living, given the fact that I was immersed in a completely different culture for a few weeks. Now, having experienced this very tangible difference in the way of living, along with the fact that so much happened in such a short period of time, when I actually came back home, it almost seemed as though the entire experience never even happened. It's a very weird feeling to describe, but I'm sure if some of you have experienced this sort of shift, you might be able to relate to it. So what I'm going to do is try my best to share some of these differences in hopes that it will resonate with those of you that it needs to. So with that, today's episode is my diary entry, so to say, and reflection on the top five takeaways from the Persian way of life. The first valuable lesson that I took away from this trip was the significance of history. So when I say history, it's very important to highlight the fact that present day Iran is what remains of the Persian Empire, which was founded by Cyrus the Great in 550 BC and was the largest empire in the history of that time. So the country is home to hundreds of very well-known scholars, philosophers, healers, and poets. And as a result, there is a strongly rooted sense of history and culture among the people of Iran. So with that in mind, I want to highlight just a few of the important cultural lessons I took away from this trip. The first of which is that Persian culture is a culture that's very rich in love and affection. And this is most apparent in the way that 
Iranians speak to one another and that whether you are speaking to a stranger or loved ones, phrases of endearment are a natural part of day-to-day life. So to give you guys just a few examples, in a normal conversation, if you were to call someone by their name, they would either respond with what or yes. In the Persian culture, especially if a younger person is addressing an older person and calls them by their name, a natural response would be Jana, which means my life. And this essentially is describing the fact that you have their full attention because you are their life. Another common phrase that's used in an entirely different setting is let's say you're in a situation where you are admiring something that someone has, or you're about to make a purchase. The person on the receiving end would use the phrase, which means it is not worthy of you. And essentially what this means is that the thing that you are admiring or wanting to buy is worthless compared to you. So it's yours for the taking, which in a salesperson type setting is simply just a formality. No one really actually walks away with the item for free, but it's a very commonly used phrase. And to give you guys an example of this, the second day I was there, I made a comment on my aunt's necklace and right then and there, she took it off her neck and forcefully gifted it to me and went along with its matching earrings. And by forcefully gifted, I don't mean she took it off and handed it to me. I mean, she physically took it off her neck and put it around my neck. So this is an example of meaning it's yours for the taking because you are so much more valuable than the item itself. Another very commonly used phrase is one that is used after a meal. So when you say thank you for a meal, the response is nushajan, which literally means may it nourish your soul in comparison to our standard, you're welcome. And the final one that I want to cover with you guys is a really really common term that's distributed like candy throughout every conversation. And that is which quite literally means I will sacrifice myself for you. So this is used at the beginning, middle and end of all conversations to show your love for the other person. And there are so many more examples, but I just wanted to highlight a few to show that expressing yourself in a loving way is second nature and adds a sense of warmth to life instead of these constant distant and cold interactions that we are used to in our modern world today. And in addition to this, something that I thought was very beautiful was that regardless of where I shopped, when a purchase was handed to me, it was given with well wishes where the salesperson congratulated me on the purchase and would say things like, may you use it in health or in joy. Now in Iran, there's only one love language and that is the language of giving because people show their affection by either endlessly trying to feed you or gift you with things. And every meal is a feast. And before you've digested one meal, they're trying to feed you the next because that's just how they show their love. And so the most valuable lesson that I took away from these various acts of kindness, which in the very beginning, when you're not used to it, can feel slightly suffocating is that There are people in this world that are willing to give for the sake of giving and not ask for anything in return. And the reason why I'm bringing this point up is when we live a lifestyle where we feel disconnected from others and we're not used to random acts of kindness, when we do experience something like this and it's not something that we have anticipated, we may be left wondering what the other person wants in return or what their ulterior motive is. But it's just a really great reminder that all Not all acts of kindness have ulterior motives or negative intentions behind them. And that in turn, 
it's a, such a great remar- reminder for all of us to continue to radiate abundance when it comes to love without thinking like we are giving a piece of ourselves away each time we show kindness to others. Another beautiful thing about the Persian culture is the immense amount of respect that people not only have for their families, but for strangers, because there's always this sense of formality that takes place. And on the same note, there's this unquestionable respect for elders of either your family, community, or the society as a whole. And on the same line, there is this very strong sense of honor and protection over the women of families as well. So this was something that I felt firsthand, not only by my family members, but regardless of where I went, I always had the right of way. And one particular instance where we were on the subway, as soon as a group of us women walked in, the men automatically gave up their seats, not because we were elderly or in need, but simply because we were women. And the reason why I'm pointing this out is that when it's a cultural narrative to be respected and valued, you begin to carry yourself with a renewed sense of value as well, which can be life-changing for many people of our modern world, especially the younger women of our world today that have been taught to reduce themselves to objects to simply gain the attention of others. Now on this note of history and the ancient culture of Iran, during my time there, I visited a 5,000 year old underground water system that was so intricately built to collect rainwater that would serve as a source of water for the people of that town. And inside of this underground city, were fossils that were estimated to be 75 to 500 million years old. And being in the presence of this much history really helps to put life into perspective, showing us that so much existed before us and so much more is yet to exist. And then in comparison, we are just a drop in the infinite pool of life. And because of this depth of history, there is a strongly rooted sense of culture among the people of Iran. And something else that I noticed was that nearly everyone had a firm understanding of various cultural values, such as the temperament of food, in that every type of food can be classified as being heating or cooling with levels of moistness or dryness. So they know the benefits of each food group and what foods to eat for various health conditions, which ones to avoid along with food combinations that are beneficial to health. And additionally, the healing property of various herbal medicines seems to be common knowledge among everyone in that they know which remedies to take for various common ailments, and they often have these things ready to go in their kitchen cabinets. Another very beautiful thing about the history of Iran is the vast number of holy shrines that are an incredible source of both energetic and spiritual renewal and healing. And that just being present in these breathtakingly beautiful holy sanctuaries, you feel a deep sense of peace and rejuvenation and are reminded of the fact that human beings of high spiritual caliber have walked this earth and that their stories serve as a source of inspiration and spiritual evolution for all of us. The second major takeaway from this trip was the importance of family and community. And I know I've discussed the significance of this point in various episodes, but I had never been exposed to such a high degree of this sense of community before in my life in that 
When we were visiting with one aunt in particular, each of her neighbors stopped by to drop, drop off fresh herbs for dinner because they knew that she had family visiting. And there was this constant give and take among the neighbors as well. If they needed a charger, they would stop by. If they had bought something fresh that they wanted to share, they would stop by. And it just went on and on. And another thing that is vital in Persian culture is this connection to family in that there is this constant support system there for you whenever you need. And a huge realization that I had during this trip was that this immense sense of community and family helps to lighten the load of various challenges in life in that grief and stress are shared experiences and not the burden of one individual alone. Which if you think about it, the weight of certain life challenges can be crippling at times. So this sense of shared sorrow creates space for these big life changes to unfold naturally and much more gracefully. And I found this especially invaluable in that I have always led a very independent life and I felt so strongly that some of the more recent life events that I was struggling to overcome just seemed to really melt away in the presence of family. And going back to the point that I made on this idea of respect for elders and then connecting this to the notion of life stressors, there is something to be said about receiving advice from someone that you respect in that when this individual tells you to let go of your worries, you tend to release your troubles with ease because you respect their wisdom and experience. And as a result, you begin to learn to trust the circumstances of life, knowing that they are shared circumstances and that you are never alone in your troubles. And this is why I have repeatedly talked about the importance of being surrounded by the elders of a community. And now we have just one example of why. Another bonus of having a well-rooted sense of community is that it widens our access to things. And what I mean by this is that most people of Iran have been going to the same baker or local grocery store for over 40 to 50 years. And because of that, there's this sense of consistency and stability in that you know who to trust and where to go. And on that same note, it makes healthy food more accessible because you know exactly where to go for your fresh baked bread or your fresh seasonal fruits and vegetables. So it takes the guesswork and unpredictability out of the basic necessities of life. The third big takeaway from this trip was the cultural honoring of those who have passed away. Now, this is something that I have mentioned before in the past, but again, it was presented to me from a fresh perspective in that the connection between us and our loved ones who have passed away can continue to live on and be honored. So something that I noticed was that frequently visiting the grave of deceased loved ones is a standard of life in Iran. And something else that is very beautiful is that oftentimes family members will either occasionally or on the anniversary of a death all gather together and share either a meal or tea and snacks at their loved one's grave as a means of keeping their memory and spirit alive. So there isn't this massive disconnect with the dead. There is a continuation of honoring their spirit in the waking life and donating in their name and praying for them, which is extremely therapeutic for the family members who are alive in that it helps them to move through the grieving process as well. 
There isn't this sense of denial or dissociation from loss, but a full immersion into the grieving process. The fourth big takeaway was living realistic lives. Now, the reason why I'm pointing this out is because I have noticed far too often that in Western society in particular, many of us are chasing after unclear goals and dreams that are either constantly changing or being forced onto us through the influence of media. So this can include chasing the unrealistic lives of reality stars or influencers or reaching for unrealistic ideas of success that don't serve our overall evolution, but instead keep us distracted and on this hamster wheel of working ourselves to exhaustion. And this would be in comparison to savoring life as it unfolds and being grateful for what we have while at the same time pursuing what feels our soul, not what we have been told will bring us happiness, but instead what our individual simplistic definition of happiness truly is. And the reason why I bring this up is because something that I noticed on my trip is that there is this strong sense of contentment among people in that they may have been living in the same homes for 50 plus years, working the same jobs, and they're very much content and happy, even though from an outside perspective, their lives might not seem extravagant or lavish. They aren't miserable about going to work every day because they have accepted their life circumstances. And on this whole point of being realistic, I did notice that even though some people complained a lot about various aspects of life, stressful events weren't a massive life burden. They would complain about something one minute and then they would be laughing and dancing the next minute because they didn't allow life stressors to fester and take over their existence. So their perception of stress was very different than what we are used to. And because I see a lot of patients with mental health concerns, one thing that most people have in common is the inability to move past life stressors. And unfortunately they get trapped in this vicious cycle of overthinking and overanalyzing, which leaves them feeling depleted and helpless. So a key point in terms of moving forward in life is our perception of various life stressors and how we in turn react to these stressors as well. The fifth and final point that I want to cover with you guys today in regards to Persian culture is the art of slow living. Now, even though there are millions of people living in the capital of Iran and the overall vibe seems very busy and crowded, most people aren't rushing. There isn't a sense of urgency. Everything is done in a timely manner. School days are only half days where one group of kids go in from morning to noon and then the next group go in from afternoon to evening. Most people take prolonged breaks from work where they may shut down their shops for lunch and take an afternoon nap. And everything is made from scratch, which almost forces you to slow down because these sorts of things can't be rushed. And on this whole theme of slow living, breakfast is an absolute must. And a cup of tea is a celebratory reward of life. So there is a wake up cup of tea, a break after breakfast tea, 
about to leave the house tea, you come home tea, you're waiting for lunch tea, you finish your lunch tea, and then this goes on and on and on. And one of the most enjoyable cups of tea for me was the tea that I was handed whenever I would come out of the shower. So imagine your skin is nice and warm from your shower, and then you have a nice hot cup of tea, which is such a satisfying feeling for the soul and a tradition that I've actually brought back with me because I'm always looking for things that ignite my senses. And this one is one of those soul soothing experiences. So what I noticed about the infinite cups of tea is that they are intentional forced pauses throughout the day. So you aren't having a cup of tea on the go. You are intentionally taking a five to 10 minute break to sit down and enjoy your cup of tea. And one night in particular, We were at this restaurant that served this delicious herbal tea as a starter for before our meals. And this particular herb is native to Iran and widely known for its calming effects on the nervous system. And I thought that that was such a great idea of helping stimulate the parasympathetic nervous system prior to eating in order to help us digest our meal in a calm state and relaxed environment. Now, I know that this was just a snapshot into the Persian culture, but those were my five takeaways from this trip in particular. And something to point out is that this doesn't mean that everyone in Iran is living with these uh, cultural standards in mind. In fact, there are many people that look up to Western cultures and societies who have completely disconnected from the essence of what I've described for you today. But I figured since there were so many beautiful things to take away from this trip, I would share them with all of you as a reminder that if, in fact, you feel disconnected from the current standard of living, it doesn't have to be your status quo. And if you are searching for meaning and connection within your life, there is so much richness and history within our world that can be a great starting point in helping each of us navigate and pave our own way of existence that feels rooted and encourages a sense of wholeness and well-being. And the reason I say this is because what I've noticed over time is that the more we disconnect and move away from our roots, the more complications we seem to face in our modern day present lives. And we don't need to be fanatical about culture and tradition. We just need to apply it appropriately into our lives and use it as a source of meaning and connection because what better place to start in terms of getting to know yourself and understanding the meaning of life than connecting to where you came from and your ancestors and your roots and what really essentially that does is it helps you ground your sense of identity recognizing where you came from with a sense of certainty And then in turn, that helps us to connect to everything across all planes of existence. So it really helps to enrich our lives with this depth of connection that really can exist. Instead of just kind of floating on the surface, we understand more meaning, more richness, more flavor, and more color in terms of the overall experience of life. And with that, I wanted to thank each and every one of you who joined me here today. And as always, I really hope that you resonated with this week's topic and that it was an eye-opening reflection in the sense that there is so much in existence that we might not even be aware of. And there's so much beauty in the simplicity of life as well. 
So as always, feel free to share this with your family and friends. And I look forward to connecting with you guys in a future episode. So until then, I wish you a beautiful rest of your week.